Daily Drive is brought to you by eBay Motors. Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hi everyone, I'm Steve Smith with Automotive News. Welcome to Daily Drive for Tuesday, October 5th. On display at the Munich Auto Show last month was the BMW iVision Circular Concept. Among the many innovations incorporated into the vehicle, built almost entirely from recyclable materials, are smart glass headlights that incorporate BMW's iconic kidney-shaped grille and, according to Research Frontiers President and CEO Joe Herrera, also illustrate how smart glass technology is enabling entirely new frontiers of vehicle design and customer experience. The material sciences company is behind a control film that is a critical component in smart glass technologies that can already be found on the road today. For example, the Magic Sky Control feature now in use on tens of thousands of Mercedes around the world. That system allows passengers to shade the glass in the panoramic sunroof with a push of a button. The glass, when activated, blocks out heat and sun and omits the need for a separate pullover shade. The benefit? Several, says Herrera, including a more spacious interior and, as a result, a more enjoyable experience inside the cockpit. Another benefit? Fewer components because a pullover shade is no longer required, which translates into less vehicle weight. He says there are a number of other use cases and potential applications. The company is partnering with Israel-based Gauzy, also an investor in the company, to scale smart glass technologies in automotive, adding to Daimler, McLaren, and other automakers that are already incorporating smart glass technology into their vehicles. How else can smart glass technology create a more enjoyable and even safer driving experience? What opportunities does the technology open in terms of vehicle design and how exterior lighting is incorporated into those designs? We've caught up with Joe Herrera, president and CEO of Research Frontiers. Joe, thanks so much for joining me today on Daily Drive. How are you? Steve, I am doing great. I am doing great. Looking forward to talking to you. I'm actually in a car with our SPD smart glass technology in it right now. So uh, I'm experiencing the practical benefits of what our tech can do. Well, I'm sure you're biased, but what's the experience like? I mean, talk about the glass. Talk about what you're seeing. Share with us some of this experience that your your technologies are delivering real life as as you're speaking with us. Well, Well, it's literally and figuratively cool. What I mean by that is... Let me let me describe what it does. So basically, we're a film that gets embedded inside of any kind of transparent material, whether it's glass or plastic, and it allows you to regulate the amount of light that's coming through that that window, if you will. In, in my case, in the car right now, it's a sunroof. Now, why is that important? Well, Mercedes wanted to increase the headroom in a relatively low car, the SLK Roadster, the convertible. So they were looking at ways of eliminating the pull across shade and they incorporated our technology because it blocks a lot of the heat. Matter of fact, their test showed that it would reduce the temperature inside a small car like the SLK Roadster by about 18 degrees. So instead of getting in your car and it's 90, 
it's 72 and you haven't used the air conditioning and you don't need the pull across shade. So that added about two extra inches of headroom. Now, why is that important? First of all, the designer of the SLK is the same guy that designed the S-Class. He's a tall guy. I, I, I know him very well. And the extra headroom was significant. But the other thing is uh, you don't want to raise the center of gravity by raising the roof of a car. So this actually made the car more stable as well. So it added headroom without uh, compromising stability. What they found, though, is that because of these energy benefits, it had so many other practical benefits um, for use. So one of them was, you know, of course, increasing the headroom. The other was using your air conditioning less. And that ended up resulting in a four gram per kilometer reduction in CO2 emissions. And in Europe, where that's really important right now, um, you know, that became very significant because right now, if you don't meet the CO2 emissions targets that the regulations have, you, um, you face a 95 euro per gram per kilometer penalty per car. So pretty significant um, penalty. We can reduce CO2 emissions by about four grams per kilometer. So that's a little bit over $400 per car and reduced penalties in Europe. The other thing, and I think this is now becoming a lot more significant in our everyday lives, is that the reduced air conditioning use also extends the range of electric vehicles. Exactly. So yeah. everything else being equal, we can increase the driving range of an electric vehicle by five and a half percent, which is huge because battery technology is just not delivering those range extension needs that the consumer wants. But conservation methods like we have by using our glass in cars, you know, can do that. So those were the more traditional uses of our technology. And now you're beginning to see like what happened in Munich, um, you know, some very cutting edge new uses for our technology as well. Yeah. And I want to dig into Munich and specifically the BMW iVision circular concept, which I know embeds a lot of Research Frontiers technologies. Before that, though, I get what you're saying with the extra uh, headroom, if you will. I, I have a sunroof in my car and I don't use the cover because I feel boxed in. I feel closed in. And even that little two inches, as you described it, it feels like I have so much more headroom and it feels like such a bigger car. And it's a big car to begin with. But that that little space really does matter. Right. And it also will trap heat if you have the pull across shade. So you become almost like a solar cooker in there. You know, there's a, there's a great um, um, a video of the McLaren, which uses our technology in the roof. And the reporter was talking about how the predecessor to the uh, 720S Spider was like being in a microwave oven and how pleased he was that they were able to use our glass to reduce the heat because you don't have those, you know, that heat being trapped between the uh, pull across shade and the sunroof. And you're also just rejecting so much heat before it even gets to the car. So um, you know, it definitely makes a more comfortable experience there. And, you know, just to back up, it's this film. So it's very versatile. You can do different shapes. Uh, if you look at the S-Class Coupe, for example, that has our technology, it's a curved three-dimensional roof glass. Mm -hmm. So because we're a film, you could do some, you know, kind of interesting things there as well because of that. I want to dive into customer experiences, et cetera, et cetera, as we get into this this conversation uh, towards you know and, and what kind of new customer experiences that your film, your technology is opening up. But let's let's stick with let's stick with uh, Munich. Let's stick with the BMW iVision circular concept. 
Can you talk about some of the systems that are embedded within that concept vehicle? I'll, I'll do my best to talk about what I'm allowed to talk about. Uh, there's, a number of, there's a number of projects that we're doing with BMW that use our technology in other very interesting and high volume ways. So very, um, uh, you know, very interesting. You know, one way to think about our technology is we give you the ability to turn a window into a wall or turn a window into a television or turn a transparent material into an opaque material or vice versa. So we could take a body panel like BMW did and turn it into a completely clear receptacle for a headlight. And why is that important? Well, one is aesthetics. You know, they wanted to have a very, very sleek, modern, clean, minimalistic look on that car. And if you look at the videos that have been published about about that car from the Munich show, you can see what I mean. It's just a really, really cool type of um, mm-hmm. of, um, of minimalistic design. But now let's take it into the practical realm. The practical realm is that LED lights are near impossible to dim. So, you know, you, you don't have the same ability that you have with in, an incandescent light. So if you can have the transparent material that surrounds it be variable, like you can have with SPD smart glass, uh, this film will allow you to attenuate the light. And now think about, you know, maybe some of the regulations in Europe where you talk about adaptive headlights and things like that. You could fine tune the brightness of what is coming out of the front of your car with an SPD film in front of the headlamp. So, you know, a lot of really cool things can flow from this that are, you know, not just aesthetic, but uh, but very functional and practical. One of the things that I found most interesting around an already very interesting vehicle, I mean, the notion that this vehicle, for all intents and purposes, snaps together, highly recyclable, parts can be swapped out pretty easily, you know, not a lot of tooling required, et cetera, et cetera. From a design, from an aesthetic perspective, I found it very interesting that the BMW iconic kidneys were on the table when it came to the lighting, when it came to that that aesthetic, that design on the front end. Was that BMW's idea or Research Frontier's idea? And can you talk about maybe the process it took to, brought, to bring innovation that was kind of at the intersection of lighting and what clearly are iconic symbols for BMW? Yeah, well, I have to give credit where credit is due. Every one of the projects that has occurred in automotive, whether it's series production or concepts, um, they really originate with the car maker trying to find an elegant solution to an existing problem. So I mentioned earlier the headroom problem that Mercedes had, right? Or the range problem that electric vehicles are having that we solve. And it's always great when you start with the concept that you know, SPD technology is a lot like stainless steel. We haven't thought of all the uses for it, but it's going to be a solution to a number of different things that are out there. And, you know, BMW wanted a very highly aesthetic, very distinct look to that vehicle. And, you know, we brought together some of the best players in the industry for that. I mean, our technology, we've spent about $110 million to develop SPD smart glass technology. But we have a whole infrastructure of licensees around the world that are very good at supplying 
highly engineered solutions. And in this case, uh, we had an Israeli company, Gauzy, which made the film, and they took a really strong and active role with BMW on this. And you had Vision Systems. It's a French-based company that really made their name in aeronautics and yachts and mm-hmm. uh, and transit vehicles like you know trains and buses, um, taking what they knew about integrating highly uh, smart electronics with our glass. They you know they have a lot of experience um, making our glass really really smart. So you had these you know really powerhouses between. BMW, Galzy, Vision Systems, and Research Frontiers all coming together to figure out what can be done and then getting it done. And if you look at the videos, they did it in such a beautifully aesthetic way that, you know, I'm, I marvel at that. I don't get tired of looking at those videos. It's interesting because that is what you describe as a sea change in terms of how suppliers and OEMs have worked together in the past. And we've this industry has made some tremendous progress over the last 10, 15 years, you know, moving away from the cost down every year type of model and, and often very terse um, uh, relationships between suppliers and OEMs. Can you talk about overall, I mean, how was the collaboration process? Was it was it open? Was it trusting? Were you brought in early? I'm just curious in terms of overall how the collaboration process went, how you felt about it. BMW was great to work with. Um, they really were. Um, you know, I think that they were, you know, very clear in what their um, what their goals were, and I think that really helped a lot. Um, and um, you know, you're always under time pressure and you're always under quality, you know, constraints. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we've risen to the occasion so many times. I think, you know, when we developed this with Mercedes, for example, um, they brought us in a little bit late to the game. But they rose to the occasion on how they put this into series production. They, you know, changed the rules internally on how they you know, validated the technology they really whipped our supply chain into shape. So that so by the time that BMW or Cadillac or McLaren came around, things were cutting edge technology, not bleeding edge technology. So they, you know, it, it was something that I think everyone had a high level of knowledge about. And BMW has been involved with us directly for you know for quite a long time. I've been to the Fizz at Munich mm-hmm. uh, so many times. I love going there. It's like walking through Cube Branch in a Bond movie. I mean, you see some of the most interesting things in the world happening. We'll be right back with more. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? 
eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. All right, let's turn a little bit broader because I want right, to, you talked about earlier that your technologies are opening new doors, entirely new types of experiences. So what are some of the frontiers when we're talking about lighting and segments what are some of the you know the more bleeding edge stuff if you will that we can look forward to in the future well one thing i think as a great question steve because um what you're seeing is really a sea change in the automotive industry and you know you you don't you don't really have to pay much attention to know that electric vehicles have you know uh, come on with full force and acceleration. Uh, autonomous vehicles are coming uh, more mainstream, whether it's assisted driving or eventually fully uh, autonomous um, you know, driving. These are the things that are really trends in the industry. And I just want you to think about something. In the old days, think about something as simple as your navigation system in your car. It was there, and the automotive designers put it in a shielded hood so that when the sun was pretty bright, you could still basically see what was on the nav system. And now think about how most people are navigating. They're navigating with their own device. They're bringing their phone in the car, and they're using Google Maps or Waze or, or, mm -hmm. or you, know, uh, you know, a homegrown device-driven navigation system. Well, now think... Imagine you're an automotive designer trying to figure out how do I make that phone more readable? Well, you can't just shield it from the elements like you do with a nav system and keep it in one place. You have to have the areas where lighting is coming into the vehicle, the windows, the sunroof, the windshield, basically do your regulation for you in that environment. So if you really want to see what's on your screen, you know, you can have your windows adjust. Uh, now let's move to an autonomous world where the car is driving itself or semi-driving itself. You've mm -hmm. been in an autonomous driven vehicle before. Um, you know, you've been in a plane, unless you're a pilot, you're not driving it. You've been in a train, unless you're a conductor, uh, you're not, you know, driving it. You're, you're a passenger. Uh, you've been in a taxi. What do you do when you're in those vehicles? You're looking at your device. You're looking, you're watching a movie. You're checking your email. You're doing, or you're looking out the window. All of those scenarios require different types of lighting conditions inside the vehicle. So having your vehicle dynamically adjust. Now imagine, you know, and there's, you know, a great video on the internet on our website, which is smartglass.com of, uh, a car that was completely outfitted by Continental Automotive with smart glass. And you could see that when every window is adjustable in terms of the amount of light coming through, all of the amazing things you can do. You can have a sun visor built into your windshield so that it detects where the sun is and maybe darkens the top third of the sun visor. 
or you go into a tunnel and it basically will clear up all the glass in the car. And as soon as you come out, because our technology reacts instantly, other like other smart technologies, uh, the glass will darken instantly when you come out of the tunnel so you don't get blinded by the glare. And as soon as you go back into the tunnel, it clears up again instantly so you can get maximum visibility. A lot of cool things can be done, you know, marrying sensors to our smart glass. And I think what you're going to see in the, you know, in, in the very near future, uh, some of this is, you know, actually being put on cars for series production now, is some of the things I talked about, you know. And then, you know, think about information inside a car, okay? Your mm -hmm. instrument panel certainly is something that you want to be able to read, especially, you know, if the car is doing a lot of the work and driving itself, you want to know what's going on to be able to monitor the progress you're making, right? Well, having more readable instrumentation is certainly important. Having sensors around the car, cameras. You know, we, I spoke at a glass conference where one of the issues was what happens when a sensor, like a camera that is supposed to do, you know, lane avoidance, you know, assistance and things like that. What happens if that gets dirty or gets blinded by glare from sunlight coming right at it? You know, how do you how do you adjust that? You know? Yeah, well, absolutely. With our, with our technology, you're doing it with no moving parts. It's just a little piece of film that allows you to vary the amount of, you know, transparency of that film electrically and instantly. So there's a lot of, you know, very cool systems that can certainly benefit from, you know, the SPD smart glass film. We're talking about this in terms of lighting and windows, et cetera, et cetera. Does this technology allow for better experiences like in-car retailing and for, you know, it, 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 things outside of the re, of the safety realm and the convenience realm, if you will, in terms of dimming cabins and, and so forth. Are there other ways that this technology is capable of creating uh, customer experiences inside the vehicle um, and, and allowing maybe different types of business to, to engage with the consumers while they either, either drive or ride? Great question. Actually, our licensee, Gauzy, had done a car that allows you to project content-specific information right onto the glass. So let's say your car is parked in front of a restaurant. Well, maybe the restaurant will give you a discount if your car became a billboard for that restaurant. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and they've done that, you know, uh, or, you know, imagine a rental car company that where you can offset the revenues um, or, or generate additional streams of revenue by putting in car advertising when the car is not in motion or, what Mercedes did, which is, you know, you put some safety features, you know, let's say the car in front of me is going to stop short. It may send a message to me. Hey, I'm, I'm slowing down. Be careful. Interesting. Through the window. Yeah. So all of these things are, you know, are not science fiction. These are things that have been done in real life um, and are making their way into series production in the automotive industry. So, I think the car of the future will be even more futuristic than what we imagined as kids with the Jetsons uh, in terms of capabilities. And the technology is really here right now, and it's just a matter of implementing it in an intelligent way. And I think that, you know, if you look at how our technology has been uh, implemented, 
it has been um, really, really um, uh, sensibly deployed, um, both from a practical, environmental, comfort, safety standard, and now from an infotainment standard. Is it raining? It is. I apologize. <laughs> just, hey, just I wanted to make sure. I was like, hmm. so now let's change to um, vehicle design, right? Outside of the vehicle, it seems like this type of technology really opens the door. And to your point, we're seeing some of this already in the BMW and other concepts. But it seems to me, designers are more and more trying to hide the headlights within the vehicle design. And it seems that this technology opens the door for even you know, new imagined ideas of, of different types of vehicle design. Any points of view? Can you talk a little bit about maybe some opportunities in that area? Right. Well, you know, you can come up with a completely minimalistic car because you could put a capacitive touch control system on the glass and eliminate almost every knob and dial in a car with our technology. So, from the inside, from the passenger experience, you can make the car look a lot like your living room where you just have a piece of glass that maybe turns into a TV like LG Display did at, at Munich where they took um, a transparent material, put an OLED and an SPD film in there, and instantly you had a high-definition display that turned into a completely clear window. And for trains, cars, buses, you can put all sorts of information, destination information, travel information, or advertising information right there. Um, and um, uh, on the outside, you know, there's some companies that had completely transparent cars, which are great ideas. But in practice, there's times when you want to hide what's going on, just like you want to hide what's in your refrigerator. So you can have a transparent door on a refrigerator that becomes opaque with our technology. So a lot of a lot of different reveals and very interesting reveals can happen with this technology. Or what about sensors? You know, you may have something that you're trying to only show when it's being used, like a headlight. Mm -hmm. But for the rest of the time you want it to be invisible. That's where we come in. Yeah, absolutely. And you, again, you're seeing some of that, obviously, in the but even on the road, things like the models like the 2021 uh, Hyundai Tucson, right? They, the design is, you, at least as the vehicles that I've seen, you, the headlights aren't very clear. They're embedded into the grill and you only see them when, when they turn on, which I think is just, again, it opens up the door for so much creativity and body design, et cetera. All right. Now, just think about what BMW did also. They had a multi-segmented headlight display. Normally, that would require a bunch of highly precision individual components being assembled. So the labor in that would have been tremendously expensive. But here you can actually have the film be laser etched and segmented. So one continuous piece of material can do any kind of design you wanted. If I wanted the headlights to go from, you know, kidney shape to round, mm. you know, I can do that. I could do almost anything you want and not have to have these highly precisely engineered individual components. You could have just something that's very simple, modular, no moving parts that basically, boom, does what it's supposed to do and does it very, very well. The brands that you've mentioned that you're working with, McLaren, Mercedes, BMW, these are luxury brands. Is this at a cost point where we're going to see it in mass brands? 
Yes, yes, Steve, you will. Um, also, I didn't mention Cadillac, but Cadillac actually has in their flagship all-electric Celestique mm-hmm. a four-segmented sunroof where each passenger can control their quadrant of the sunroof. So if you're you know, watching a movie in the back right passenger side, you can darken your glass above your head, whereas I may want it light because I'm driving and I like daylighting to stay awake. Uh, so there's a lot of things like that. And getting to your question about is this, we're beginning to see this move into the mid-market because the cost of the technology has come down tremendously since Mercedes first put it in series production in 2011. So, you know, you've had constant drivers of cost reductions and constant increases in the functionality and the performance of this technology. So, you know, it's becoming uh, a lot more mainstream for everyday vehicles. Joe, congratulations on some terrific innovation. Kudos to you and your team. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Daily Drive podcast and sharing what's going on in lighting and and um, and and glass displays. Uh, I appreciate you taking some time. And Steve, I'm a big fan of the Daily Drive. I love automotive news. It's my Bible. So keep up the great work on your end. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Take care. That's Daily Drive for Tuesday, October 5th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And to catch up on all of our episodes of Daily Drive, go to autonews.com forward slash Daily Drive. As always, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.